Blog Talk Radio. Makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pips, and pushers, and the big money makers. Jobbing big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-boy, walking around like your pretty boy, boy, turn stick up kids, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is cooked and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the fuse and served like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep them going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep them going under. <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yo, that sound like cowboy, man. Yo, what's up, buddy? Yo,
I remember Marvin Gaye used to sing to me. He had me feeling like black was the thing to be. And suddenly the ghetto didn't seem so tough. And though we had it rough, we always had enough. I hopped up off about my curfew and broke the roof. Went with the local crew and had a smoke or two. I realized mama really paid the price. She nearly gave her life to raise me right. Show. I am Beverly, and we have Tuckmost, Thomas Tuckmost Smith with us. Today is Monday. Greetings, Tuckmost. How are you doing this evening? Greetings, Beth. How are you? Great, great, great. Yes, so yes. So we got a lot Where to we... talk about. What is the title tonight? Um, I got this um, biofeedback loop. Um, but what I really want to get into is this um, dead internet theory, which okay. I think is um, where we're at now. Um, they called it a conspiracy theory a few years ago. Uh, but did, I saw it was floods in Detroit. Did that affect you? Well, you said it didn't affect you, but um, what, what happened? I with mean, that? I, yeah, it was floods everywhere. It, but see, I stayed in. The, it, it, it rained for two days. So I didn't go out. You know, I don't have a TV, so I ain't really know what was going on until I had family members calling me. Uh, and then I looked on the internet and saw we was all all that flooding was going on. 
But um, yeah, we had a a weather thing here, but uh, the area I'm in, we didn't have a lot of uh, issues. Flooded. I mean, we had the rain, but we the lights didn't go out and we didn't get flooded. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. Did you see what happened? Well, I guess you don't have a television. It's been going no. down here in New York. What um, What's happening? Uh, well, it's this guy in Staten Island. Staten Island is, um, they got a few black people over there, but it's mostly Italian, ethnic whites, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But, um, they, this guy's been coming out every night protesting because they were going to put these immigrants in a school over there. And mm-hmm. he was, um, you know, went out every night and, you know, um, you know, Italians have a way of talking, you know what I'm saying? It, it's going to come straight forward, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he's okay. you know, kind of like a mob guy, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and he's going to be out here every, every after night, he's going to be you know, you let anybody off those boat, um, those buses, you're going to kick the ass in the ass, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> he, he's going into this thing. So um, they decided they were going to put them in this, not in the school, but in this field around the school area okay. and um, build these tents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they dropped these uh, migrants off. And, man, all the Italians was out there, all the white people, some black people too, but very few. You know, even though we might have the same cause, uh, you know they they can snap on you real quick. You know what I mean? So you don't really want to engage with them too much. You know what I mean? Like even though we were the Mm -hmm. same team on this one, you know they might turn around and look and like, what's this movie doing here? You know what I mean? You never know. So um, either way, man, they they had uh, police was trying to protect these immigrants. Some of them were scared to get off the bus. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they were getting off to picket signs. You know, it looked like the black people trying to go to the schools back in the 60s, you know, in the 50s. Mm-hmm. When they were right, desegregated right. schools, and the police was protecting them, and all these white people out there yelling at them and pointing at them, and they got signs. It was like that. It was like, oh, shoot, this is like mm-hmm. some civil rights ever type stuff here. Um, but either way, the guy who ran... I don't know if you ever seen these dudes. They got these red, um, these red, um, what they call those hats, brunettes, you know, like uh, the oh, Black yeah. Panther type hats. They yeah, call them yeah. uh, guardian angels. Right, right. I remember Now, that. back in the seventies, eighties, when they started, they mm-hmm. were fighting black people. But um, mm-hmm. now they got actual black people that's on their, their, their little, um, you know, thing they, they got. But either way, okay. they um they were out there, and um that guy ran for mayor, the head of that. He ran for mayor against mm-hmm. um Adams, and Adams didn't fight. Either. Yeah, because it's very difficult to be a um uh, a Republican. Well, I shouldn't even say that. His track record made it difficult for him to be the mayor. You know what I'm saying? He was just mm-hmm. too street, he was you know, street guy type. Yeah, yeah, and he says he got a lot of sound bites they could pull up what that he said over the years about right. different groups that, you know, it affected him. Um, but um they arrested him. He just gave a speech. He knew he was getting arrested. 
Um, but what what I saw today was they all showed up at the mayor's mansion, at Gracie's mansion, and mm-hmm. had a big protest there. So I said, okay, so it's starting up. Now they're starting mm-hmm. up now. What, what sparked the the, the crowd, because it got a little violent in Staten Island, because Antifa showed up. Uh, with the mask on. Black mask. Yeah, with the black mask mm-hmm. on. And them Italians wasn't having that. They pulled out the bats and chains, and the police okay. had to protect these people, you know what I'm saying? But okay. it's it just um, starting to see it rev up, man. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I never thought this would happen in New York. Now, this could get what what I want to see, what I kind of don't, but if this does happen, because now this might spark everybody to start these type of protests when they, they hear that they're moving these uh, migrants into their area. And right. I want to see what happens if it's a black area, because first thing is, we ain't going to have no respect for the cops like the Italians do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could be none of that respect stuff going on. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be violent. You know, and uh, you know, I don't want to see it, but I do because I want us to stand up. Because you know, this is gonna affect us more than anybody. You know, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, now you saw in um, yeah. well here. Oh, go ahead. Uh, before you go to the next, uh, uh, here in Michigan, I heard that they are putting the Im- immigrants in uh, what we call Benton Harbor. So that's quite a way from Detroit. Uh, but I, I I took a relative to the emergency room the other day, and this hospital that uh, I took them to, uh, usually you don't have to wait at this hospital. You know, you, you go in the waiting room, you be there maybe 10, 15 minutes, and you in. Well, it was like back in the old days in the hood, when you go to the emergency room, you might be in there three hours before you get seen. And um, this was kind of long, too. It was like two hours. But also uh, the difference I saw was it was a lot of immigrants. I mean, they was all in the, you know, it was a lot of them. I'm like, all these people sick, but I guess, they have to get medical treatment or something, but it was a lot of them. But these were looking like, um, they looked like, what's that guy running for, the Indian guy that's running for for uh, president? Oh, yeah. They looked like him. Yeah, they looked like him. So it was a lot of them. So they here, uh, too. So they easing them in. Yeah, yeah, and um, that dude is um, no good. That Indian dude running for president. Nah, but but you know, some people plant. are saying, yeah, and some people are saying he know he can't win for president, but he trying to get to be vice president. But uh, no, to me, he's like a Republican. That's we used to call them coming out. Uh, I mean, he like a Democrat. He a comes out of the world economic like Yeah, we used to call them. Um, we used to call. We used to call them um, Democrats and drags. You know how they acting oh, okay. like they're something. In <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. that dude? He's the dude that got um Don Lemonade fired. Hmm. That guy, that Rima <laughs> Salami. He's the he one who what? got Don Lemon fired. Oh, really? I didn't know that. How, how did he get him fired? 
That was Don Lemon's last interview. He interviewed that guy. Oh, and they and were he made arguing about. Oh. Yeah, he, he they were arguing about um black people and the struggle we've been through and this that and the other. He was kind of mm-hmm. like trying to downplay it, and it was frustrating Don Lemon. And he was like, "You're from India or whatever." He said something mm-hmm. like that, and that was it. That that was what they used to get rid of him. You know. Yeah. So I said, "Who is this? Who is this dude? What you know?" Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's on CNN. Pro pro Republican, I mean pro Democrat all the way. He's a Republican, mm-hmm. and y'all find mm-hmm. y'all top anchor because he said something that was offensive to him. Y'all like nah, this guy has. They're trying to promote this guy. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah. Then I see he comes yeah. out of the World Economic Forum, your leadership. Yeah, and he yeah. got ties to Soros. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh okay, this mm-hmm. guy is playing. You yes, know, that, that's their um, backup plan for if DeSantis doesn't work, you yeah. know. And I'll, speaking yeah. of DeSantis, you saw the shooting down in Jacksonville. No. See, I don't, if, it don't, if, I, if it's not in my face on the Internet, I'm not looking at the news. A, what happened down there? Uh, a white supremacist ambushed some black people and killed them. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That that you know, that's another one of they sigh up stuff. Yeah, they've been running that game for a long time, but mm-hmm. um yeah, this guy I think he killed himself afterwards. Right. Uh, but a lot of this is you know, the way DeSantis is moving down there, you know, he's mm-hmm. trying to act like stuff you know, like like uh, black people complain too much and all this type of stuff. And he wants to take the history out the books, which I agree with. You should be teaching the history right because the books don't teach that history right. But it's all wrong, nonetheless, man. yeah, this this here you have a white supremacist attack down there, so he tries to pander to the black people. They booed him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yeah, uh, good old DeSantis. Uh, but yeah, I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that guy that shot the black people, you know, a red flag went up uh, when they said he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, that how are you going to wear a bulletproof vest and then you're going to turn around and kill yourself? You wouldn't have put the bulletproof vest on. Yeah, right. You put the bulletproof right. vest so you don't get killed, you know, you so you won't get killed. So that didn't add up. Yeah, sometimes they they go through with song, and I looked at his picture, and I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, he he ain't look like he was going to jail. He ain't had a look mm-hmm. in his eyes like he was willing to do that, do that bit. You know, say like that white dude, the white boy Bill and Ruth, who went and shot some people in that church. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He had that look in his eye like I don't give a I don't give a fuck. I mm-hmm. did it in what." And I'm gonna do my time for doing it, and I meant to do it. This dude had a look right. like he had that look in his eyes. You know what I'm saying? He ain't look like it. Um, but you saw it was also a um, a shooting at UNC University today at uh, North Carolina mm-hmm. University, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was Chinese dude from Wuhan. He did the shooting. <laughs> a Chinese guy from Wuhan oh. did the shooting. So you can't make this up. Cause ain't North Carolina mm-hmm. where the whole thing 
This is where one of the places where it all started from, right? That's right. Yeah. And you got this this student there. He's an exchange student from Wuhan. So I mean, this is like it's all coming out. Like man, y'all mm-hmm. just you know you can't even make this up. You know. Uh, so that mm-hmm. that's interesting to me. I'm gonna do some more um, looking into that because that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. I was on the train and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. the, the Mountain wait, Fly. One more thing. Okay, that's mm-hmm. where I was going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, the Maui fires, right? So mm-hmm. when you have, um, once again, I sent that video to you. Did you get a chance to look at it where the guy was shooting the laser at some different rags, different colors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And I got to send you got one to the, today, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And when he gets to that blue rag, that laser don't mm-hmm. do nothing. Yeah. The frequency that blue is in, the laser doesn't affect it, you know? And when you when you rock with lasers, you got another laser that'll burn through the blue, but it won't burn through anything red, you know, it'll do the opposite, you know what I'm saying? So this, um, the whole alley, as we see, is decimated. So the people sued the electric company for um, saying that the electrical fire uh, caused this massive um, wildfire, which now usually wildfires take weeks, months to burn. Look how long they've been burning up in Canada. I mean, this just went through this island in a matter of hours, right? So mm-hmm. uh, earlier that day, they did have an electrical fire on the island, and they put it out, right? It was totally put out on the other side of the island that didn't burn. They put it out. And they turned off all the electricity because they didn't want the fire to spread. So that's saving the electrical company. They fooled. Wait a minute. Y'all suing us. Look, our electricity was off. So that's back to what caused the fire again. You know what I'm saying? Because they were trying to say it was caused by electrical. Now, we all know that that was some lasers, right? That was something else. But... This clears it now. So now they can't sue that electrical company because they had all the electricity off. So it's back to what caused it. So that, uh, it's back to what they would call a conspiracy theory. You know, y'all did this. You know what I'm saying? Especially since they went through the island so fast. You know, it takes, they said it would have took at least three weeks for that wildfire to burn through that island in a normal, under normal conditions. So, for to do it in three hours, have all the little kids in the house dead, you know what I mean? That was so. It, it's back to we're gonna have more people looking into this. So I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Well, they already are, and uh, I sent you uh, a video of the guys uh, that that's and the police is keep you know they blocking the area off. Uh, but these mm-hmm. guys was able to get in, and they took photographs, and they, and that's what they're saying. They're saying it was a late, or some kind of energy uh, gun, and so they're walking you through how it looked. And then I heard an interview with some of the residents. One guy said that uh, people were in the car, and you know how you're trying to you're on the freeway trying to get out on the road. The mm-hmm. police was was the guy he was on foot he didn't get in the car he said the police was stopping 
wouldn't let the cars go through. And some of the police was directing the people to the fire instead of away from the fire. So the guy asked the police, why was they doing this? And they said they was following orders. It came from their captain. So it, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. But these, but these people own it. They own it. Yeah, good, good. Because um, I, I think that um, those people over there, they ain't buying this, this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they objected because I even heard the one of the um, prominent like uh, city council people over there, like one of the people that that's in charge over there, call out Oprah and call out um, um, Tom Cruise and all those mm-hmm. people who own those huge properties on the island. Since mm-hmm. has put up more land because it's you know available. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they calling them out like you're on to what you're doing. And we're going to stop mm-hmm. it. They said they're going to put a stop to people being able to buy lead until they can fix it up. But, um, right. yeah, man, that's crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, did you have anything you wanted to um get into, Beth? No, we can get into the subject matter. Perfect, perfect. What is so, um, the biofeedback loop? What is that? I don't know, Bev. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've been told that I'm in a biofeedback loop by one of the families. So I had to look it up. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I keep hearing them use this word. And I'm like, right. maybe it's a real thing or, you know. Um, but, um, like I said, I've been accused of being in one. So the first thing I, I look it up, and um, it deals with people who are depressed and suffering from anxiety, and um, biofeedback loops enable ourselves to grow, to stop at the right size and divide and themselves and self-repair themselves. And so I think, well, yeah, this is a pretty good thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the process of gaining awareness of many physiological functions of one's own body by using electronic and other instruments and with a goal of being able to manipulate the body system at will. Humans conduct biofeedback naturally all the time in varied levels of consciousness and intentionality. Biofeedback and the biofeedback loop can be brought as self-regulation some processes that can be controlled include brain waves, muscle tone, skin conductance, heart rate, and pain reception. So I said, I don't think this is what this person was saying, you know, because according to the definition I was getting from the person was when you say the same thing and you become like kind of predictable in what you say, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, what I was like, man, well, I look at all the greats, right? You know, Dr. Weldon, Nelly Fuller, those are two people I look up to the most. But, mm-hmm. you know, even Dr. Clark and Dr. Ben, you know, even Malcolm and Martin, man, they would say the same stuff all the time. You kind of knew what they was going to say next, but you still, you know, you understood where they mm-hmm. were coming from because everybody don't know that, you know? So, I mean, look at um, 
they did. Well, you just had the anniversary of the I dream. I have a dream speech, and I, that wasn't the first time he gave that speech. You know, so nope. he gave that speech before. You know, so you know, I don't know, man. Uh, but I don't know, Bev. What I think it is is that you have a, you have a generation of um, black people, the boomers. You know, and um, I don't know. They had this complex. This need to be right complex. It's almost, it's almost feminine. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, they they would go, uh, go against logic to be right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, anyone who interjects anything other than what they think is right, oh man, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, um, I call it. They come from that single mother raised generation, so they only interacted with women, so they don't know that typically men, they, they deal with logic, not facts, or not how they feel, because facts don't make you right. You know what I'm saying? I could submit mm-hmm. a whole bunch of facts on your tells, but I'm making my point using facts uh, to make it sound like I'm right, but uh, my point is straight deceptive. I mean, the politicians do that all the time. They say a whole bunch of good stuff, but they don't got that good intent with what they talking about, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think the biofeedback loop is a good thing. I call it discipline, right? The way that is defined um, scientifically, because you can um, manipulate your own mind, your self-regulation of your brain waves and your heart rate. Uh, you ever see like in the movies, they had like 007 taking a um a lie detector test or something, you know what I'm saying? And he's mm-hmm. able to pass the lie detector test even though he's lying, but he knows how to control his heart rate, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think they taught that like in the CIA and stuff, you know? Yeah. So that's what I got from it, Bev. So anytime you hear that, okay. I don't know what, what to think of that right there. But I do um, okay. I do talk about the same stuff all the time because I think that that's important, and I think that conversation is lacking within our greater community. Maybe not mm-hmm. in the people that are usually call into the shows, but the people who probably listen to the show and never mm-hmm. heard of it before, they can now probably have a point of reference to do some research. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I, that's why I kind of come off competitive. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's all I had on the biofeedback group. I just thought it was interesting that I keep getting accused of being in a biofeedback. I'm like, you know, you you could predict what I'm going to say. Well, good. You know what I'm saying? Then you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I want to do the show. Uh, my initial plan was to have Brother Rashawn back because I want to do a part two to the hip-hop show. And I wanted okay. to do it on the ladies of hip-hop because um, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot at one point now. It's a million of them now, you know what I'm saying? But they don't quite have the same message of the people in the past. So I think it's important just to show how that has changed over the years. Because I think that um, hip-hop itself gets a lot of negative, um, has a lot of negativity. They're talking that, a lot of sex. Aren't they talking a lot of sex? Oh, today, yeah, man. Today is like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, you know, right. whoa, yeah. You know, I come from the ever where that wasn't talked about at all. You know what I'm saying? It was 
you kind of had to to rhyme like a guy, you know what I'm saying? Because that was everybody was it was a very male driven industry. So in order for you to get the chance to rap, you had to be on the same level as the guys, like per se, a empty light. You know what I'm saying? Like to just pick up the mic after a guy and kick her arm and nobody think anything of it. Like, oh, that's a chick rapping or something. It'd be like, oh, that was dope, you know? And then I I think, well, we'll get into that next week, but it got sexual at some point. And um, Mm -hmm. now it's all sexual, you know what I'm saying? It's no balance at all. And um, hopefully we can get balanced there again because that's very important. Women weren't given a voice for years. You know, when they were given a voice, they wanted to take up the issues that women, black women dealt with, which was great. That song, which you just played with Tupac, like, you know, he was talking about some of the issues, you know, that women would deal with back then, you know, you and ITY with Queen Latifah and, you know, talking about, you know, don't call me no bitch or no hoe, you know, who you think you are, you know, like pushing back on some of the male rappers who kind of just made that an everyday word, you know. So it, it, it was a lot, you know, that, that we could go into there. So next week I'm going to have Brother Rashawn back, and we're going to go through um, the history of the um, female the rappers. Female and, yeah, okay. and the future of it, where we need to get it to, hopefully somebody listening, you know what I'm saying, with some power say you get right, you know, but we need to get it to a balance, you know. I'm not saying that you can't talk about the color of your ass crack. I'm just saying that it's nobody talking about raising the kids or nothing else, you know what I'm saying. It has to have a balance. You know, one, you do that, and this other person has to be there to do this, so you give people an option, you know what I'm saying. So that that's um, what we're going to talk about next week. Um, okay. But this week, I wanted to get into the dead internet theory. And um, I've been holding on to this for a while. Um, but, um, you know, since its creation, oh, you got any other questions or anything, Beth, you want to get into? Mm-mm. I, I no. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so since its creation... In 1989, the web has been a place uh, where humans can go to exchange thoughts, ideas, media, information, and also it's a place where we have the ability to communicate, uh, like we're doing now on right here on Blog Talk Radio, which is what www.worldwideweb.blogtalkradio.com. So this is a part of the web. This is part of the web communication. Okay. Um, but right now we're seeing a rapid change. And it's a change that, you know, uh, when this theory was first proposed, nobody saw so everyone thought it was just, um, you know, a stupid conspiracy theory. That person's crazy. It's like trying to tell somebody they use lasers to burn down Hawaii. The average person's gonna say you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but we're seeing right now a rapid change in the internet, and this is a very important. Um, what are some of the users we communicate with on the internet, on social media, 
in comment sections, product reviews, even on dating apps, are not even human. You know, what what if that's the case? Uh, so the theory is called dead internet theory, and it makes a bold and broad statement that most of the activities done on the internet today is done by bots, not human beings. And uh, we've been I've been talking about these bots for a long time on the internet, and um, uh, this is being dubbed as the death of the internet. We're witnessing um, the death of the internet right now as we speak. Uh, since the stampede earlier this year of AI language modules like ChatGPT, Google Bard, Bing Chat, and even other ones that were built off of it like Auto GPT and Agent GPT, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So many now. Um, uh, you, can, you can't tell. Can you tell the difference between a person that you're communicating with through correspondence, through typing, or, if, or, or AI? And what happens now, since a lot of people could do something as simple as write an email, something that they could do, knock out in a few seconds, now they're going through the GPT to write the email for them. You know, so stuff that you would do normally yourself, I'm slowly starting to see people give away the power to the to the AI. Sort of like I used to remember a million phone numbers. I used to could go to the mall, meet a girl, she give me her number, I ain't forgetting her number. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember my own number sometimes, like you know, like um so uh because I've given that power away to the phone, you know, not not even knowing I did it. And I'm watching people give their power away to the GPT every day, you know, instead of just doing it themselves. Something as simple as um uh writing an email to their board saying, um, you know, that you know, something in the office is broke and it needs to be fixed and that you know, you're going to have the GPT write the email because you want it to be perfect. And you don't even read it. You just send it. You're, you're losing the skill of writing now. You're losing the skill of doing that yourself. It's like I've lost the skill of remembering phone numbers. You know what I'm saying? So um, so the general thesis is everyday content is being created, accessed, watched, shared by what we think of people. But Increasingly and alarmingly, this content is being created by bots, not human, not flush, not blood, not a person with a pulse or a heartbeat, a bot without feelings, no thoughts, no shame, no empathy, no conscience or consciousness. It's a it's an algorithm created. According to the person who created the theory, the Internet has become a sea of bots with some small islands of people were in it. So, I mean, it's it's pretty much like the, the ocean and a few little islands where the people live, but the ocean is the vast majority of um, what's out there, and that's the same thing now with the box. Um, in 2021, the, um, I'm sorry, uh, the theory states also AI content is mass produced to manipulate people's thoughts and feelings, control populations, 
evoke specific actions and reactions, and manufacture fake consumers for products. And um, we're seeing that happening so so often. How how um, simply an article can or, or a video can trigger people. You know, um, they they already know your reaction to that. Uh, in 2021, a Google study showed that only 57% of the Internet users were human. They said harmful bots made up 27.7%. Good bots made up the rest. Good bots are things like search engines and things like that. Uh, harmful bots are bots created by regular people. Um, the same Google study is that was in 2021. In 2023, they came back and did the same study. Humans make up now, instead of 57.7%, we only make up 52.6% of the users on Google. And bots now make up 47.4% of the internet users on Google. Um, and bad bots, according to Google, are growing at 5% rate every year. So they're growing faster the humans are dropping, but humans are dropping. Um, now, Traffic Trends, which is a, 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 a company that tracks the whole Internet, they call it Traffic Trends, put out an article this year, and they estimate that the bots that are on the total Internet, not just on Google, are at an eye-popping 64% of the users on the Internet. 64% of the people on the internet aren't people, they're bots. Only the people are 36%. And this number keeps shrinking lower and lower. More bots, less people. Okay? Um, which makes, you know, more sense because this other internet tracking site called Imperva back in 2016, so this is way back in 2016, they said that the internet reached a milestone when 52.2% of the users of the internet were bots, not human. That was the first year in 2016 that the bots overtook the humans on the internet. Now, let's add into this whole equation. Now, uh, mind you, GPT and all that stuff didn't come out until this year. Right? We didn't hear about none of that stuff before this year. It became the big story around February is they dropped GPT, chat GPT. Popped out of nowhere. And that became the, the biggest story to, you know, of that time, of that time period. I did several shows on it, Doctor X did. So this hasn't been around this long. So this was bots created in two thousand sixteen. This is before they added this AI stuff. Now that you got the AI stuff now this is going to explode, right? So, um, and if y'all remember, it was once upon a time where 100% of the people on the Internet were people. There were no bots. You know, you, you talk to someone on the Internet, that was a real person you were talking to. You didn't have to question it. That was someone's opinion. It wasn't a bot's opinion. It wasn't an opinion that they want you to have, so they're going to put a whole bunch of bots and popular influences with that opinion so that you take on the same opinion of those people. It was different. It was it was actually I wish we could go back. We couldn't do all the stuff we could do today, but at least it was like a, a 
free, open internet. You can say what you want to say. You can do what you want to do. Everybody you were talking to was another person. Someone didn't like what you said. They could just type, yo, I don't like what you said, and y'all can have a debate about it. It's not like that anymore. You never, you don't know who you're talking to, right? So let's add the generative AI to this equation like GPT. How many bots will people create now since it's easy to create a bot? It's as simple as telling GPT, I need you to create me a bot because I want to buy these um, sneakers and uh, I'm going I'm to be asleep at this time, so I need you to create me a bot to be a buyer bot and they'll create it, and you put that bot on Foot Locker website, and when the sneakers go on sale, they pop. I mean, that. so with GTP, it's simple to create bots. So everyone's going to be creative to do all kinds of things. And like they said, at a growing rate, these bad bots, these bots that people create to manipulate you, they're growing more than anything, right? Um if you remember, Bev, we did a show a few months ago about AutoGPT, which creates mm-hmm. bots on their own to complete specific tasks. And um, I sent the video that you played where the guy asked the GPT to order a pepperoni pizza. And the oh, GPT yeah. just went into its own, created another bot, which was a voice assistant bot, which called the restaurant, ordered the pizza for him, right? So now you done this, that one GPT, just created two bots, added that. It's one person now who wants the pizza, but to, for him to get a pizza, two bots were created. So now you see how there's more bots than people now. You know what I'm saying? And um, these bots don't go anywhere, you know? Bots are also used, you know, when you're on social media, like um, anyone they want to make a star, they'll, they could have the, they could take me. I'm, I never had a, I've never been on Facebook a day in my life unless someone sent me a Facebook and I could open it. I don't never log into it, never, never even put it on my phone. Instagram, never been on Twitter, never been on any of those things a day in my life. But let's just say, um, uh, I get a call and they say, listen, man, we're going to make you a star. You know, they're going to make me a Twitter and me, Tom, never been on there to a day of my life, tomorrow I have 2 million followers. Now, where do these 2 million followers come from? That's all bots. You see? So, it's that simple to make someone popular. Now that I got 2 million followers, and I go to someone, and I talk to them, and they say, okay, well, let me get your your your, your Twitter, or let me get your Instagram, or whatever, and I give it to them, and they go to it, and they look, and they see I have 2 million followers, they're going to look at me like I'm someone important now. Oh, shoot, you got 2 million followers? You know, You're an influencer. I'm an influencer now. So now mm-hmm. you can give me a product to sell. And that's what this, these bots are really created for. You give me a product to sell. Um, you know, you want me to sell some underwear. Okay. So I'm going to take some pictures in the underwear. I'm an influencer. You know, you're, to, you know and now people are going to look at me because they think I have all these other people looking at me. You get what I'm saying? It's sort of like a um a dude uh, you know, he could go to to a bar every week. Don't get no play from the girls. Show up there one day with a girl. 
And the next time he go, all the girls want to talk to him. Next time he by himself. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. they, you know, you, 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 she made you popular. You know what I'm saying? So the, all those followers now make me look like I'm somebody that, that you need to be listening to. Makes me feel like I'm important. So um, these bots, those are nefarious bots. Those are bad bots. Um, and you can see how this is slowly but surely taking over the Internet. Because now we... We got things like fake news, but we don't know where the news is coming from half the time, right? You get an article from um, uh, from a, uh, a random Twitter, someone sends you some, or a random Facebook, and you don't know if that was a bot that sent that to you or not. Why are they sending me this, you know? Who created this video? Um, so um, how many pictures of people with profiles are really those people. You know, look at the dating sites and things like that. Look at just a random person. You think it's a real person. They got a picture. According to Midjourney, and y'all may remember Midjourney because Midjourney was the company that put out a picture, an artificial intelligence generated picture of the Pope in a bubble goose a few years ago, which looked so real that Italy called the United States like, you got to take this GTP out of Italy. It's too real, right? They had to have a secret mm-hmm. meeting. So um, if you remember that picture and how real it looked, this company, Midjourney, that's the company that made it, says a whole bunch of social influencers, these people with perfect bodies and perfect faces and perfect lives, you know, they're in the room shooting videos. They're always posting pictures of themselves that, Boats and planes and on the runway of a, of a private jet and, you know, walking up in Dubai or whatever, said that most of those people were fake. They created them. They've been creating these fake profiles of people that never existed. The AI generates the face. It generates the friends. It generates the boat, the plane, all that stuff just so they can sell products using this influencer who has millions of views now, millions of people. You've never seen them in real life. You've never seen them in person because they don't exist or created, but they look real. I mean, they make them look real, real. They make the whole life look real, but it's all fake. And you don't know how many of these people are really doing this right now. You know what I'm saying? Especially, um, since you don't, you know, it's a small, it's a big world. You know, you'll never meet none of the people that you see on the internet. Most people. Um, and so you won't know if they're real or not. So um, just think of that. Mid-Journey is saying that a lot of these influences, they created the whole profile themselves, from the face to the friends to the apartment to the everything they created it. Um, by 2030, YouTube will have more content creators that's created, more content that's created by AI than that's created by actual people. And I get this a lot now with, uh, when I go to YouTube, I watch a video, but the person, you know, it's showing little clips. They, they don't see the person talking. It's obvious not a person talking, right? Because you can kind of hear it. It's robot. They're giving good information. They're showing pictures of what you're talking about, but that's the AI created video right there. That's not real. 
A person didn't sit down and create that. A bot created that. You know what I'm saying? So at what point is the Internet dead? Is it a place that we don't go to to communicate with one another? It's a place that, because we're not there. You know, human beings only making up 36% of the users of the Internet. The other 64% is bots. Um, if y'all remember in 2018, Facebook shut down a whopping, this is the number, 5.4 billion fake accounts. Y'all could go and Google the articles, 2018-ish. Facebook deletes 5.4 billion fake accounts. Now, mind you, Facebook only got about 2.5 billion accounts right now, so they deleted Five, it's only 8 billion people on the planet. These are 5.4 billion bots that they deleted from their um, total service. You know, now of the 2.5 billion people they claim to have left, how many of them are bots? You know what I'm saying? We know they still got them. Um, Facebook in 2000. Yeah, Twitter. Um, well, I was going to get into oh. that with uh, Elon Musk. Oh, okay. Um, okay. In 2016, Facebook also said it has 30 million accounts of deceased people, 30 million accounts of people that they know are deceased, and 10,000 Facebook users die every day. So those are accumulating too. So these are more accounts that are being governed by a person, you know. Um, they're just dormant. For now, so um, the internet, once again, this is the dead internet theory. And um, there's a lot of research that's been done on this theory, even though they try to make it seem like it's fake. Um, Wikipedia has a whole page on the dead internet theory. It's an online conspiracy theory that asserts that the internet now consists mostly, almost entirely of bot activity and automatic generated content that is manipulated by algorithmic curation, marginalizing organic human activity. Well, what 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 was Cambridge Analytica? Right? They put these bots to put news before certain people, put other news before other people, um, people that they deemed was white supremacists. They had black people at karate classes, and they were sending them videos talking about black people were preparing for a race war. The bots was creating all this stuff, not people, you know? So um, what are they talking about? These intelligent bots are assumed to have been made in part to help manipulate algorithms and boost search results in order to ultimately manipulate consumers. Further proponents of the theory accuse the government agencies of using the bots to manipulate public perception. The date given for his death is generally around 2016 or 2017. That's the person that created the theory. He died around that time. Oh, but what I'm what I'm getting at here is everything they just said here is happening. It ain't like it's a theory that's a conspiracy. This is all happening, you know. Um, 
and you just spoke about um, Twitter. Um, Twitter got caught having bots, and they called it the I hate texting tweets. Several accounts on Twitter started posting tweets, starting with the phrase, I hate texting, followed by alternative activities such as, I hate texting, I just want to hold your hand, or I hate texting, I just want to come, I just want you to come live with me. These posts received tens of thousands of likes, and many suspected them to be spot accounts, right? These accounts have been used uh, as an example by proponents of dead internet theory. Okay, so here you had in Twitter, these bots just made up these stupid little sayings. I hate texting, you know, give me a kiss. I hate texting, give me a hug. I hate texting. They just started all of a sudden randomly coming up with these stupid sayings, right? And all this, you turn around and look. They got thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of likes by other bots. The other bots like it. You know what I'm saying? And people started saying, wait a minute. Why all these people, if these are real people, why are they all saying the same thing? I hate texting. And then they have an alternative thing to do. So they realized at that moment that, oh, these all these people that I've been talking to every day, these aren't real people. These were all bots that I've been talking to that's been, you know, agreeing with me and sending me messages back, you know, because the bots sound very much like a real person, right? So the percentage of accounts run by bots became a major issue during Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. During this process, Musk disputed claims that less than 5% of their monetized daily activity users were bots. During the dispute, Musk commissioned the cyber com- um, company Cyber to estimate what percentage of Twitter accounts were bots. In one study, they estimated 13.7% were bots. These account these bots account accounts are thought to be responsible for disinformation amount of generated content. So 13.7 of the Almost billion people on Twitter, 13.7. If it's a billion people, that's 137 million people or a million users are not people. They're bots trained to give disinformation, trained to take away, to tell um, Twitter, oh, wait up, this person is putting out bad information. You need to take that down. You know what I'm saying? So um, we have that. Um, YouTube, okay, there's a market online for fake YouTube views to boost a video's credibility and reach a broader audience. At one point, fake views were so prevalent that some engineers were concerned that YouTube algorithms for deleting them would be would, um, would begin to treat the fake views as default and start misclassifying them as real ones. YouTube engineers coined the term the inversion to describe the phenomenon. YouTube bots in the fear of the inversion was cited as the um, support of the dead internet theory. Once again, YouTube, I'm a, let's just say um, Bev starts a YouTube channel, Truth to Power, and um, 
you know, in YouTube, you get paid off of the amount of people subscribe to your channel and watch your videos, right? So um, once you get to a certain amount of subscribers, you get monetized. So uh, once you get to another milestone of subscribers, you get a little bit more monetization, okay? Once you hit another milestone, let's just say uh, uh, 1,000, then 10,000, then 100,000, then 1 million, then probably 10 million is another milestone, right? So that all goes into how you get monetized on YouTube and also what how many people watch your video, right? So you can see a lot of people have these bots, right? They got um, 1 million subscribers, 1.5 million subscribers, and you look at their video and it got 600 views. So you're like, wait a minute, how you got 1.5 million subscribers but only 600 people that that took the time out to subscribe to your channel actually watch your videos? You know, and you could go through their whole time frame and see they don't have no videos with more than 600 views. You know that person has a bunch of bots. You see what I'm saying? They pay bots to subscribe to their channel, right? But they have a whole other segment of bots now that actually watch the content, okay? So a lot of the views that people get are bots. They're not even on real people that sat down and watched the video. It's a bot that is being put before you. Either you're paying or maybe YouTube has an agenda. They want your channel to be a little, you're spreading some information that they want. You're spreading disinformation they want to be spread. You know, they, 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 they'll put you in a feedback loop, a real feedback loop, not a bio, a real one where, you know, right next, your video comes on next every time. Uh, I, I was wondering, like, I would be watching some things, and regardless of what I was watching, the next video was the Stupid Breakfast Club. And I'm like, I don't even watch this show. Like, unless they they got a guest on that I really want to see, I, I can't stand Charlemagne and DJ Envy. I, I always thought he was a terrible DJ. So I I just don't watch it, you know. And uh, but it see that that's because whoever is funding them, whoever's backing them, got them in that loop. You know, they got them, so their information comes up next. And they put out a bunch of disinformation. So um, that's um, the dead internet theory for everyone. And I think that it's a lot of truth to it. Um, uh, one of the key co- um, components of the theory that I, I didn't get into, because um, it, it was, you know, just a quick sentence, but uh, one of the theories say that the technocratic elite run these bots, and I believe that uh, hell, if if, if if Mark Zuckerberg had to delete 5.4 billion bots from Facebook, yeah, he controls those bots. I mean, come on, how many does he need to control? I mean, if Elon Musk buys a company, and 13% of the people that we think of people and engaging with are are not real. And just imagine this, right? How how long do you think they're gonna keep monetizing YouTube if the if the bots are doing most of the watching of the videos? Because the key for them to do the monetization is for the you to watch something that you want to watch, and during the course of that, they put a commercial or something they want to sell you. 
right? It, assuming you're a real person that could really go and buy the thing. They're not going to want to pay to advertise to bots. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're going to do with that. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the bot going to do with the new toothpaste? Nothing. What's he going to do with the... Um, with, with a, a maxi pad. Nothing. He's not going to do nothing in, with the stuff they try to sell you. So um, pretty soon we'll see YouTube stop uh, monetizing the um, content because if the content's being created by GTP and the uh, people that are watching the content are bots just to get people's ratings up, their views up, so what's the point of paying? You know, just just let it go. And that that was um what I had to say about their internet there. You had any questions, Beth, on that? You there, Beth? Oh, I'm talking and had my mute on. I had my mute on. So I must have put Beth to sleep. <laughs> no, I had my mute on. Did you have any questions about that? Do you think this is something that's really <laughs> happening or? You know, uh, uh, um, well, yeah, especially with YouTube. Now, YouTube is moving more towards commercializing because there's more of the advertisement uh, that they want. The pe the people on YouTube are getting monetized and from the uh, the commercials more so. Um, so I I see YouTube change. Yeah. Uh, how? Well, see. A lot of this is like because uh, I don't be on I don't I don't do social media so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you mm-hmm. are on social media, um, have you ever thought this person that just tried to reach out to me or this person that just left a comment on something is isn't a real person? Um, uh, so far, I, the people that uh, leave comments. They see, I, I mean, because they respond to what I put out. I haven't, if it is, I haven't. That's what the bots do. Attention. The bots respond That's to what, what you do. put there. Oh, yeah, okay. so like. And, you know, and it could so be bots, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, because they say 64% of the users on the internet are bots. Only 36% of the people are oh, humans. Okay. So your chances yeah. of engaging with a bot. It's almost two to one engaging with a human, unless well, it's somebody like are. you know. Mm-hmm. No, these are and see, I don't respond. I just send hearts, <laughs> you know. So I don't really mm. communicate with with them. So they might be bots. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, yeah, like I um. I know someone who, you know, they wanted to sell bots. You know, they created a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of them. And, you know, they were like, yo, you know somebody that wants to buy them? Because they know I do the um, blogs over you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you know anybody on YouTube that wants to buy, I got 100,000 bots that could like their videos, that can um, Mm -hmm. subscribe to their channel. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And he said, I only charge... One dollar a box, so that's a hundred thousand times one. That's a hundred thousand dollars he would get just for having those bots. If one person wanted a hundred thousand 
because a hundred thousand subscribers is a, a big difference in what you know you could do with a YouTube channel. It makes you it pushes you <laughs> up in the algorithm. Now, right, YouTube is saying, oh, this person is getting a hundred has a hundred thousand people that like them. You know, let me push them up because I want to put, but you know, commercials on. But like I said, you always gotta look at the views see how the, the subscribers and the views, it's a big difference, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, or watch a live. Like, if they ever go live and they ain't got, you know, they, their live is like, wow, they, they got a 1.5 million views and only got 100 people in the live, you know? So where's the rest of your right. viewers at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do we have and any so questions from the family, Beth? Yeah, I do see some hands raised. Let me open up the line here. Uh, Okay, Uh, Kwame, you first in line. Better love, love, Sister Dev. Great, great information, Tutmos. I got, you know, I had to come on and hear what you had to share, you know. And Mm -hmm. this is the thing that you were sending out about the anniversary. You know, I just finished watching. I hadn't watched it since it came out, the movie Till, about Emmett Till's murder in 1955 today. Yes, yes. 1963 was the March on Washington, and that was Mm -hmm. on the same date. And then you had the day before, yesterday, is when uh, W.E.B. Du Bois crossed over. But the other part that is really kind of, really getting it because you've gone into where the internet is gone. I did uh, a presentation back in the early, well, late 90s, but it was called Technology in the African-Centered Education and How Can It Help for Our Children for the 21st Century. And what I dealt with is that the first thing that came out was in 1866, the 1858 is when they dropped the cable. But two years, you know, the thing that came out, this this murder came in 55, and then the March 1860, I mean, 1963, the March on White. But in 1957, Sputnik went up, and Dwight Eisenhower created what is called DARPA. And DARPA, you know, the Advanced Research Project Agency, and that was the beginning of what DARPA came out with looking at and creating what is called ARPANET Project. The ARPANET Project was done in 69. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where the ARPANET and then came into part with Larry Roberts and all of them having that convention and the ARPA convention. And what they were doing is, is looking at technology and how do we create this 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 part of of uh, technology and ARPA led into what is called the Internet history, and ARPA's timeline is from 1958 to 1991. And this is when the Internet at CERN in 1976 and 1990 began the chaos in, in trying to put together the web. And November 12, 1991, yeah, November 12, no, November 12, 1990 was the introduction of what we now call the World Wide Web, the Hypertext Project. That's what it was first called. Because what they were trying to do is be able to see that we, yeah, we had cable, which sent Morse code, but now we were looking at how do we create, because 
the Russians that put Sputnik up there, and they were looking at this computer system, and how is the United States going to catch up with it? And this is what DARPA and all the other came into. And it was really funny because you're talking about these bots. And this guy's name was uh, Henry Edwards Hardy. And he wrote about the history of the Internet, and he talked about it. He said, the net is a unique creation of human intelligence. The net is the first intelligent artificial organism. The net represents the growth of a new society within the old. The net represents a new model of governance to civil liberties. The net is the greatest free marketplace of ideas that has ever existed. This is what you're talking about, the commercialization, because anybody can get rich on it, on, on the Internet now. The net is the intimate danger of extinction, and the net is immoral. And this is what he was saying about this in 1993 as they were looking at how the World Wide Web and this whole process of this program, I was dealing with how our people was like Afronet and Melanet and all the different programs that we were beginning to get into looking at technology, Afrocentric uh, websites, creating software. We had black web designers. We had black uh, people doing it. Even the brother at, at uh, Florida A&M, he was advanced in the Internet, too. This is what he created. Uh, what is his name? Sterling Adams. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But he was part of the part, the part in looking at the Internet. I was showing was we had all these, uh, these, these organizations and the different programs that we were trying to get educational programs for children, software, books, and all of this. And I'm going like, if we had kept going with it, the new age of telecommunications, how much further could we have gotten? But we, they monopolized certain things because I remember when I was working with FedEx, I worked with FedEx, and Fred Smith and James Barksdale were the two who founded Federal Express. And one day, first 10 years, made their first billion dollars, James Barksdale took his stock in FedEx and took his money that they, they had made and he went and started Netscape because he seen when we turned around and created the fax machine because that was a, a, a same-day service we did when we created the fax machine to where he saw that this was a possibility of, of being able to create emails and, and, and uh, ways in which you could have same-day service. We had... You ever heard of African Technology Forum? No, I never heard of it. Never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, this, 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 this was a program that we had. It was called African Tech, Technolo- Technology Forum. And we had all the different web pages that we were doing, sources of information, science, and technology in Africa. And doing that because remember I was saying that they're dropping right now, they're running the cable. It's called the uh, terrestrial, no, extraterrestrial fiber optics project. Extraterrestrial fiber optics project. They're dropping cable from America to the continent in order for them to be able to wire the continent with fiber optics because that's the next level of connecting the continent. 
Yeah, they got cell phones and they got antennas, but they need that, that fiber optics because just like we got storms, this hurricane is coming in here, and this distorts that signal from satellite. But if you got fiber optics running from United States to, to, to Africa, United States to South America, because those are the two cables that they're dropping. They're dropping cables fiber optics to Africa and fiber optics to South America because those are the two markets. And they're looking at Africa because 70% of the young population between 18 and 30 is on the continent of Africa. And, you know, during the shutdown, uh, I was riding around, and that's that's what I saw, a lot of um, workers that were putting them in the ground. Yeah, fiber optics because they have yep, to be putting be, in the ground. Because what they know now is that what's called coronal mass ejections and then they they're having this we having all this heat they talking about climate. No, it's just the sun is in its its solar maximum. And it's gonna send off injections, it's gonna cause inter- radioactive interference that comes off the sun in the solar winds. And solar winds can be so powerful enough to where they can bust pipes or they did like they did in 87, I think it was, when they had, well, when did they have that blackout in New York, New York and Canada? Remember up in upper New York around Niagara Falls? And I think it was like 10 days, the transformers like all burnt. The, the transformers, yeah, they, the transformers burned up. That came from a coronal mm-hmm. mass ejection from the sun. That knocked that out. And you looking at, they now know with watching space weather, if one hits the United States, it's, it's like that, uh, what's that bomb that they can, they can explode it over and knock out all the electrical power, but it won't hurt anything else. EMP. EMP. And so with that, this is what they're looking at. We're taking fiber and putting it underground because they got to go so many... If it's above ground, it'll knock out everything for so and so many feet into the earth. But if you got it buried deep enough, you keep the lines of communication open. This is why they're building and going into these silos and going into these uh, cities underground, creating this because they know that these these waves and things are going to happen. They've already got executive orders in place, and that's where they had the Operation Jade Helm. Out there in the southwest, they were practicing for it. What is it going to be like if they get hit with with this, and what would they go? How are they going to control the masses? So all of this is preparation. But what you're talking about is this this chat GPT, and the thing of it is, is that only thing they've done is that they no longer have to, like you said earlier, you could talk to somebody, you you type in messages because. When when it first came out with DOS commands, you had to type in the command. Then you got ready to be able to talk one person to person. And so as the, the Internet began to grow, it began to pick up more and more ways of harnessing and saying, you can, you can harvest this, you can control this website, you can control YouTube, you can control uh, Facebook. So you began to, to create even blog talk because I remember when 2006, when I retired, this sister was coming up and what she was doing, she was getting ready to create blog talk. She had bought mm. this building 
and and had gotten all the com- was getting the computer and the wiring everything done to set up these stations that we could run shows and do shows for each person. This is what Blog Talk came from, and th- that was in 2006. That really started 2005 when she came up with it, and some banks sabotaged her. As far yeah, as and this, and, the, and this is the time when Blog Talk came on online too. That's what I'm saying. That's the same thing. Yeah, right. And that was the same time that I was talking about when when AT and T turned around there and started selling fax machines when we had created the machine and then this is when fax machine hit the market because we had created mm-hmm. uh, uh, I forgot what the, the machine was called but it was like a copier all we did was just copy the doc and it was just a lit and it was legally in court it had been legalized that this is a legal document with signature authentic the one with the the original copy and so right. that was watching all of these parts come in. And this is what I'm looking at here because I've done, I think I did this in 93, somewhere around that beginning. But this whole technology, the African-centered education and what our children are going to know for the 21st century. Hmm. So I, I commend you. That's why I'm saying Tutmos is do it because you know now all of this new innovations, the bot, the GPT, you are, you're at the, the precipice of the next level of technology. I was doing this when it was starting, when it was just birthing in 90, in, in 91. So this is what I'm saying. You have an opportunity to educate our people and give our people the, the ways in which we can use this, how to be profitable and stop being destructive. Yeah, because I like I like to use the chat GPT um, to write help me write my letter. You know, I'll I'll write one up, but then I tell it to it, and it'll kind of like even make it even better. Yeah, and it has the <laughs> the algorithms, and and whoever designed it gave it that. It's like Grambling. Or you got mm-hmm. spell check that when they start putting spell yes. check, all they did was yes. just advanced it. They just advanced yep. the, the the technology step by step to where when you type the word wrong, it automatically corrects it. So only right. thing they do is that you say, okay, I want a letter about this. They have enough compiled information from all sources being fed into this this thing, so they can create the behavior of a letter, or they can create the fit. The only thing that they, they, they really couldn't try to give you is if you wanted to write a love letter to your man and you wanted to say, mm-hmm. well, hey, write this love letter to my, my man and I want you to tell him I love him about this, it can't give mm-hmm. the feeling that you give. Uh, okay, right. Because you, be ta- you, you, you express it to how you're really feeling about that person and it don't have that. Right. It only can do okay. what it, it's been programmed. To give it right. close to what you're seeing and doing that. And mm-hmm. this is the danger they're finding out in most universities because the, the students are using it. Oh, we need a paper on it. And then now professors have to go back and, and, and do a check 
on the chat GPT to see did this create this or did this student write this? Right, right. Yeah, I heard they even using it in grade yeah. school, junior high. <laughs> Let me uh, add somebody else to the table. Three one two six three two. Three one two. Okay, three one two. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they're doing something else, so they indulged off on us. Yeah, everything um Farmer said was on point. And um the ARPANET, which is the United States created and um that's the that became the internet. That's the physical hardware that um runs everything. Um uh, and the World Wide Web, which is CERN, that, that comes from CERN, that's like the the metaphysical stuff that, that, you know, when you type www, it just takes you somewhere. So, um, yeah, that's um, right on point. Um, Africa getting the Internet. I mean, I know they already have it. I just think that they're getting a, a much more um, updated version of it. So I, I think that's going to be um, interesting because they're giving it to them now at a time where most of the people on the Internet are bought. So um, they they're gonna look to influence them with these bots with all kinds of you know propaganda and things. So they'll never they'll never experience the the internet in its pure form. You know what I'm saying? They're always gonna experience this this version of the internet that they create. Um, but it makes sense when you um think about it because um with with the you know, creating the premise where is this AI is taking most of the jobs and um, people are going to be at home. We know universal basic income and all these other things. you got to have the people controlled, you know, and so it makes sense to keep everyone uh, in line using this technology, you know. It just, it just makes sense to me for them. You know, it makes sense for them to do it. You know, I can see why they're doing it. So um, how to combat it, I don't know yet. You know, like, because uh, once again, I don't really be on the social media to deal with the bots. But, um, man, that's – in the way that they have the the thing looking like you want to create a um, – I was saying this, telling this to someone that they was like, we need to do our own movies. And I was like, man, with this new technology, you don't have to have people. Like, they create the people. You know, you could just, you know, start with a template of how you want someone to look. And by the time you're done, it'll look like that person. You know what I'm saying? And it'll look real. It won't look like a fake person. You know, so once we get to the point where, we're watching big people, and it's going to start getting better, better with the sound. You know, a lot of the people, um, you ever watch the movie, Bev, um, Surrogates, where they had um, Vinny Reigns, he played, he was playing like the activist. He was against all mm-hmm. of this, uh, this fake stuff. He was the activist, and then come to find out that he was even a robot too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, when he, he got right. someone shot at the storm, and then 
he had the fluid coming out of him, the robot fluid. And, you know, so all I have to say is you're not going to be able to tell who you're dealing with in the future. You know, the people are going to look real. You're going to think it's a real person. They're going to have a real house, a home, car, look like they have a family. And that's all somebody's agenda. They made it up to look real, but it's an agenda, you know. That's that's, the fear of what's coming and how to – go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. You you right on point because the part of it I just watched this movie Emmett Till. To go to Chat GPT and say, Give me a story about Emmett Till and the pictures and all of this and, and what the information is. It can't give you that. Because in, in the essence of it, it didn't it didn't live that as the part of saying that you write this story, the person, you know, Whoopi Goldberg played it. They did as best they could in bringing the, the true story from what, what happened, what Mamie did when she said, show the world what they did to my son, and the whole information of it. All of that is human content. The computer can only give the informational content that's in that algorithm. It can't give the human part of it. Because it says the artificial intelligent organism. It's an artificial intelligence creating an organism, but it's not the human organism. And that's what he was talking about when he was saying that. And see, the part that I'm saying is that we here with art, we were at the beginning stages of this worldwide web. It began here. And this is where we have the advantage. And see, the thing that's really going to be something that's going to be spectacular, where was Elon Musk born? When, in South Africa? You say, where was he born? If he take, if he get his fiber optics into South Africa where he was born mm-hmm. and want to create mm-hmm. the world, he's got the monies now to create the world in South Africa that he wants put there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, a lot of this, though, what makes it dangerous, right, isn't so much that the thing is thinking on its own. It has a person thinking for it, right? So, um, like, um, there's a, 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 a rap producer, a hip-hop producer named Timberland, and uh, he came out with uh, using the AI his beat, he made a beat. He's a producer, and he made a beat, um, and he had took um, the voice of Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G., and he had someone else write a rap. So this other person wrote the rap, and, and Biggie's voice says the rap that this other person said. So, of course, that kept the internet on fire. A lot of people didn't like that. You know, that didn't come out of his mouth. It, why are you doing that? You know, it's a problem. But a lot of this manipulation, they're not going to let the AI just um, off do off it willy-nilly. They're going to be the people behind it, you know. They just need that face. But they'll be the ones actually telling it what to say, what to do, and they're going to be people. You know, they're going to know how to manipulate people. Um, and by them doing that with the AI, the AI is going to be learning how it's how it's doing it, you know, because everything you do to the AI is like a, a kid. You once you do it in front of them, 
now they know how to do it. You know, they might have not known how to do that before you showed them. You know, it's like, uh, you know, a, a cigarette, you know, smoke a cigarette. Kid don't know how to smoke a cigarette until they see an adult do it. And they're like, oh, okay, now they know. You know, it's like, you know, whether they do it or not, that's up to them. But that's how the AI is going to be. Until you show it, it's almost like a, a curse. Everything that you show it, now you're teaching it how to do something that you did, you know. So um, you don't have any secrets, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, but in the, in the instance of these bots, the fact that we go along our everyday life and not knowing that this is what we're engaging with when we um, go to see a product and we want to see it, the reviews on it, how many of those reviews are actual people? How many of those are just some bots paid by the company to write these great reviews, you know? So you never know. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, Kwame. I got Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Kwame. No, I was saying that's an excellent point that he's making because the thing that we have is is that we still have enough people left that have a memory of what, okay, there's a movie just came out about Wayne Shorter called Zero Gravity, and him it was done by Herbie Hancock. And the genius of, of the music of jazz that they, at that time and what they created from Miles, Lester Young, and all of these old jazz musicians I'm I'm saying that you you showing the instrumentation of of brass, you know, drums and bass and how they could coordinate and create music, no rapping, just the music. The the the, the melodies the, the the whole bebop and all of those eras that they went through and created all of that art of jazz. The thing that I'm saying is, yeah, you can have all these electronics, but it's a difference. You can't create what was created from the human whole train and, and Miles and all of these others that were, were, were part, Kim Weston, all of these ones that have a creative gift, part of their era, you're now having an art form created by an artificial. You see what I'm saying? It's not created from the spirit. It's created from the technology. And this is the part that we've got to learn how to distinguish and how to use this. And that's where the humans come, well, whatever they call us or we call ourselves. That's what, Just like the AI is learning, we have to be learning, too, to know how to, like you just say, to distinguish it. Yeah, we got to still be the parents because in, in our children being given all of this technology, it's like I always say, you know, we used to give our young children. I, I know myself, I had my grandmother's lap time. I know, Bev, you had grandmother's lap time and grandpa's time. Yeah. And even, yeah. even I know Tutmos probably knew, if you knew your grandmother, you had time with that, that, that grandmother. And now we give mm-hmm. our children lap, give them, instead of giving lap time, we give Technology. them lap time. Yeah, we give them laptops instead of lap time in the human heart, in that exchange of frequency. That's the first wood wide web. That's the first natural order. But what we've done is that we've created this in this race of of trying to assimilate artificial with what's real, with what's divine. And we're ready. This is a child. The 
internet is a child. Let me uh, let someone else to the table. Uh, let's see, seven four zero nine six three. Greetings, family. Greetings. Greetings. Better love. Peace, peace. Better love. Peace, all peace. Man, that COVID thing is uh, pretty important. In Can you the, speak uh, up? We can't hardly hear you. Okay. Um, is that better, Sister Bell? Hmm? That better? That better? A little bit. Go ahead. Uh, say something. Go ahead. No, I'm going to go ahead and in my office. I can't be heard. There must be something wrong with my phone. I'll try to come back in later. Yeah, because it's kind of, Can you hear him talk, talk most and Kwame? Can y'all hear him? I, I hear him. He's real low, though. But I hear him. Yeah. I, hear him. Yeah, I, I can hear what he's saying. Is he talking? Seven four zero. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Huh? I'm still here. Yeah, I think there's something. I think Go ahead. There's Go ahead. something wrong with my phone. So. Oh. Uh, we can hear you. You just log okay, ahead. Good, good, good. So yeah, uh, the uh, DOD DARPA. I, I think they, the first uh, rendition of the internet was uh, MIT, one of the college campuses, connecting to another computer. I mean, and back then they were yep. doing punch cards. You know, they can only the computers can only process like eight bits of code at a time. And now they're process, processing gigs of lines of code. Now, those bots can use technology that's out there. It can replicate itself. It can act like a Trojan. It can act like any sort of virus that's out there. It can encrypt itself, hide someplace. It can do all kinds of stuff. And train our kids in this coding thing, they too can be very good prompt engineers. That's what the new term is called, prompt engineering, when you're dealing with chat, GTP. And it can generate a story. It will include pictures in whatever essay you want it to. You just have to know how to speak to the application. And it'll do all this stuff for you. Like it's, it's amazing what chat GPT can do. It, it, it'll blow your mind. So uh, it's a new world out there. It is dangerous because, um, like, uh, it's it's been known to uh, cause little girls to be uh, anorexic. You know, they become bulimic because of some social interaction that becomes abusive towards them, you know. So, yeah, these things are real, and, and we can deal with them. We just have to get more educated on coding and, and, and what it can and can't do. Um, we can add encryption into our email. So if, if we got family members that we want to communicate with, if we learn about how to use encryption keys, it's just a matter of 30-minute tutorial, and you have a public and a private key connected to your email. It'll automatically share the public key with whoever you want it to, and that way you can encrypt and unencrypt messages between that people that can't be broken. So there's a lot of tools out there that we can use to protect ourselves. It's just a matter of getting a little bit more educated on it. And um, I, that's all I have to say, family. This is a great platform. Thanks, most. Thanks, Sister Bev, and uh, more importantly, thank you, thank you uh, Elder Kwame. I appreciate that. Better love. Better love. Thank yep. you. Yes, sir. Peace, brother. Thank us. And what you said. Mm-hmm. 
it's a video. I, I talked about this before on the show where a guy had a um, GPT, and he, if you ever do online advertising, right? So um, let's just say I, I, um, I want to work with Amazon, and I want to advertise for them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set it up. So I set up the, through my web page the, the links to their site. So once you go through my web page, you know what I'm saying, to their link, I get the credit for that till if you purchase whatever it is, right? So um, you can take anything. You can take hats. Let's do hats. The 10 best hats on Amazon, you know, and you can go through the hat reds, fedoras, caps, um, buckets, fisherman hats, whatever. And as long as you're, they go to your website and they, you know, they read up about each one. Oh, this fisherman hat. This is the best fisherman hat on or Amazon. They click the link through your website to Amazon to purchase it. Now you get a commission on that sale. Do I say this makes sense to you? Yeah, they because they yeah they doing that. Yeah, so but now you can, connect it, with Amazon. you can set it up so ChatGPT does all the work for you, right? Wow. So the, the guy had okay. the, the 10 best laptops. So he owns this um, domain name called 10 Best. So what mm-hmm. he does is he puts 10 Best whatever, laptops, 10 Best um, cell phones, 10 Best headphones, whatever. So you click on his website to see what his 10 Best are. 10 best laptops on Amazon. So what he did was he just looked up, the t- he asked GTT, what are the 10 best-selling laptops on Amazon? They pulled them up. He said, okay. He grabbed each one. He said, I want you to make a write-up for each one, make it comical, make it human-like. It did it. You know, this one is from 1 to 10. He just simply put that there on his webpage. Instead of him having to sit there and do all the research and write all the specs and uh, all that stuff himself now. Now he just has GPT do it for him. So now people go to his website, look at the 10 best laptops. They pick one of them from his website, go to Amazon, pay $1,000, whatever it costs for the laptop. He gets a commission on that sale. And GPT does all the work for him. He just owns the domain name now. It just tells it what to do. You know, so... He, he said it used to take him a week to do all the research and write up the mm-hmm. thing. Now he does it in 20 minutes. He does it in 20 minutes because yeah. he does it right, right away for him. Um, so right. there's ways to get this thing to work to make money for you to, yeah. you know, to generate income and things. Just like the Internet at first, no one saw where the money was going to come from. When we first got the Internet, it was just right you know, all you could really do was email. It was not no real pictures. It was, it wasn't that great. It was just like, oh, okay, I could put this disc in my computer, and it gives me two thousand free hours, and I'm just gonna browse around and see what I could do. But you couldn't buy nothing yet. There wasn't no, you know, uh, uh, cell phones or smartphones yet. So it was limited. It was in no social media yet. It was all limited. But now. With um, that's kind of at the beginning of the stages of where this new internet is. It's limited. It's very little it can do. Um, that you know, but it's going to get better and better. 
uh, mm-hmm. one of the major things that made the internet better for everyone, Kwame mentioned it earlier, when you first got a computer, you got Dobbs, right? So you would have to yeah. backslash, backslash, colon. Oh, and I hated know, that. Up. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. hated that too. They created the what made um Apple was the first to do it, and um Bill Gates stole the idea for Microsoft. He created a GUI, a graphical user interface. So instead of you typing all of that stuff, he just got a button there that says start. So you just click the start button and it types all that stuff in the background for you. It just starts it up. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you typing um, backslash, backslash, uh, MS Word, backslash, back to get on Word, now you just click on the little icon that says Word. That's a GUI, a graphical a graphic that you click on that does all the all the typing in the background. Because the typing in the computer is still going on. Right, the processor just does it so fast you don't realize it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's once you get that graphical user interface to this, that that one button that you click on that just does all of that part for you. Because right now it's still in the very primitive, premature, you know, primate baby stages of it. It's going to get better, and the better it gets. Um, to the theme of the show, the more bots you're going to get. Because in order to to work this new internet, in order for you to have it do it for you, you're creating bots to do the work for you. It has, you know, just like that guy wanted a pizza. He just asked GTP, I want the pizza, the pizza, the GTP creates a bot that looks up the closest pizza place to him. Well, at the same time, he creates another bot that's going to call the pizza place and order the pizza for them. So it creates two bots instantly to do that task. You know what I'm saying? And those bots are there, you know, so that's the key. I got some more people want to join the table. Uh, let's go to 708-837. Peace, peace. Hello. Peace, peace. What's going on, Brad? Go ahead. Hey, how y'all doing tonight, yo? Hey, I don't want to throw you off topic because you're talking about computers and whatnot. I I was just thinking of just some basic stuff because, you know, I'm not really, you know, computer generated, you know. Now, you sound so awful. Do I? Are you on a speakerphone or something? No, no, I'm on my, my... Okay, okay. Go ahead. I'm just thinking whenever you make phone calls now, you might be calling some business to, to, to entertain some information, and then you end up with a number. Uh, can uh, can uh, you hear him, Tuck? Can you hear what he's saying? Hello? Hello? I know I can hardly hear him. He's 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 okay. Call me. You can, I, okay. I'm All making right. sure I want to the speaker now. Can you hear me now? That's better. Okay, I'm on my speaker now. Hey, but I, what I all I was going to say is when you when you make a phone call, these automated operators come up. You guys were talking about AI. When you talk to these these generated these these machines, they can't really. When you go out of the structure, what what how they're programmed, they can't help you with anything. And I just look at mm-hmm. everything, like even the GPS on the car. Uh, it'll send you the wrong way, then it'll reconfigure 
the directions and you turn around, but this stuff is not people. And, and, and when you speak of these machines, there's no emotion whatsoever. They're just – so I don't know how AI – when I, I see there, they got AI, I believe it's in China, they're going to have a rewriting the Bible, and they're going to rewrite the Bible. They're going to have somebody, a personification of Jesus in there. So they're generating all this stuff, but even when they generate this stuff, it's no emotion. It's no love. They can't feel anything. So I don't know. That's just my spoon, and I'm going to let you all continue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen and learn. Uh, you, you might on point with that. It, it, it doesn't have emotion. What, well, when it gets, it's going to get emotion, but it's going to be an artificial emotion. So it's going to give you certain emotions at times it shouldn't give you that emotion. You know what I'm saying? Because it won't know any better. Uh, the key to the, the, the phone box and stuff like that, that's, those are all um, regular AI. Once they put the general AI, the, the smart, or the AI like the GTP, those robots are much better at communicating with people. You can have a whole conversation with it kind of seamlessly, but it will, it, it won't have the emotion. But it'll be able to answer your questions better. It'll be able to make a joke. It'll make a joke and stuff like that. Like, you know, but it's not programmed to say that joke. So it's not like they came had, up with it and stuff. I, I had said I wasn't going to mention this. I was watching the news today, and this uh, they had these people who, they have these AI robots, but they, they have a body. These guys are already into some freaky stuff like this AI is, they love it so much it's like they woman them or nothing. Now that, that, that kind of blew my mind because that's why I was talking about emotion. So no matter how a human being might be ingratiated to these machines, it's still just a machine. And it is artificial intelligence no matter how brilliant it might seem. It still can't do what you do because it can't really – it's a whole different thing when there's no emotion, no feeling. That's when you get people who have dead hearts that can kill a, a million people and not blink an eye, have no, you know, have no, 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 no sorrow. They, they don't feel guilty. They feel just like, well, I'm superior. I'm supposed to do that, you know. So they just do what they told, what they programmed. Let me let right. someone else to the table. Uh, two one five four three two, two one five. Got a lot of Philadelphia. Got a lot of brother Chuck. Got a lot of brother Kwame. How y'all doing? Great, Philadelphia. great. What's up, brother? How much? How much? Doing to all my way home. Um, y'all can hear me good, right? Cause I'm driving my car, no, and this is your cell phone. I don't know why everybody having problems with their phone tonight. We can hear you, but this we can hear you. It's just not clear, but we hear you. Am I low? No, you just sound like you want a speaker, but I hear you. Okay, so um, have y'all ever heard of a guy named Seven Bar? Yeah, university. Yeah, so. He's creating, or has created, I think it launched last Sunday. He has a metaphysical AI called Sybil. And, you know, he goes into the whole metaphysical thing. You know, he has the understanding TV channel. Um, but he created a metaphysical AI. So I'm waiting to see up. how it works. And, yeah. It's, it's, it's called civil. So I'm, I'm going to go on there and I'm going to see how it works. Um, 
and for the future, I'm going to see, you know, how it pan out. Because, um, you know, the AI could get bigger than, you know, what he programmed it to be and go outside of, you know, what we know to be true in the metaphysical community. But for the most part, um, from what he was saying, um, it's pretty good. Um, and that's going to be something that we need. And he was saying he created it so that um, all this metaphysical, like, information that we got, it doesn't get lost um, or it doesn't get rewritten or chat GPT doesn't change things or whatever the case might be. So I just wanted to add that in here uh, for the family that didn't, you know, or don't know anything about Seven Bohar and understanding his works. He did come out with a metaphysical AI called Super. That's, that's dope. I gotta check you uh, out. Uh, Bev, he's from that's Detroit. Important. Oh, he's from Detroit. And, and, and brother, yeah. Yeah, he, so he, sister he, Bev. Hmm. Remember that? Remember that? Um. Remember that? Um. That five-hour video I sent you. Which Which one? <laughs> it was the It was It was the first one. The The one with seven bullmarks. That's who I'm talking about. Okay, okay. And he is from Detroit, like our brother Kwame said. He definitely is from Detroit. He lives in Costa Rica now, but he's from Detroit. All right. I got to really go into it. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, um, a lot of people in our community, they're using... Chat DPT and AI and all that, they asking them stupid stuff. Like, nobody's really using it. I mean, some people are. A lot of people are. But for the most part, like, I don't really hear a lot of people using it to, like, get money or teach them how to trade on the stock market. Like, a few people are. You know, you see it on social media. But, like, on the street, I'm noticing people using it for stupid, mundane things. Like, not nothing that's like really gonna put money in their pocket, so to speak. Um, I think that's what our people need to be using it for right now. Like, like we all know, most of the jobs are going to go to AI. Um, we're in this Bitcoin world. I really don't hear a lot of people around the way using it for that. They're using it for. Stuff that's important but not really important, like, okay, they might get it to use it for a resume or whatever the case might be, but I really don't see a lot of people in the neighborhoods, like, really using it to get money. And I think our people at this time, like, I think we should be using Chat GPT and Ask AI and all the other ones how to get money. All the other stuff is, like, frivolous to me. Um, I agree. Given where we're at, given, you know, everything that's quote-unquote supposed to transpire in the future, the only thing we need to be looking at it is, how can you mine me more Bitcoin? How can you trade for me on the stock market? Um, You know what I mean? Those type of things. Yes. And since, and since, you know, we're really understanding the system we're in, 
and the system that we are in is dealing with securities, stocks, bonds, the secondary market. So, you know, we really need to understand that so we can know how to work through it. Go ahead. Yeah, but what what he brought up in seven is, you know, before he moved to Costa Rica, he lived here in Atlanta, and that was where he really jumped off at. And then he left out of Atlanta and went down and started the university because he seen what he created was the technology that's going to deal with the inner the universe within you. How do you enhance the universal self? And this okay. is what his whole premise was, is how to use this technology to benefit and grow yourself to your highest self. And these are the, the things in which he's been able to, to create his wealth is because he's created the, the, the wealth that he found within himself. Because when he left Detroit and went to California, he used to go down in Mexico and get old computers and refurbish them and sell them. And he starts seeing how to work and create with the technology, the information, and use that information to get into what this was leading into, which is now, you know, this this whole new technology. Just why we started with art, we started with the with the cable, and now they're dropping the cable again to fiber optics and connect the rest of the continent and the South Americas because this is the way that they have to do this because this is the new trade. They started the whole concept of, of capitalism with with the thread of cotton. Now they're using the thread of fiber optics. They can't break away from that fiber. But that's and the web, kind of and this is what we're doing. We're saying that isn't we it are... We, we, go ahead, Bell. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, isn't it kind of like our system and our body, you know, how our veins and arteries and all of, you know, things are flowing through that? That's like the cable optics. Yeah, but even greater is the neural net in the brain. And the part Mm -hmm. of it is, yeah, all of those fibers go throughout the body to all the other brains in the body. But the fiber mm-hmm. optics, the, the synapses, and the, the the crystalline energy, the, the frequencies of current, and how all of that works in 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 the brain, and it's generated by the heart. And so what he's done is looking at how can we generate that which is already in us to the the, 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 the microcosmic. And going into the, the, the cellular level and going deeper into the, the, the holographic levels and, and looking at your atoms and cells in your body and what do you create from all of that that you are as a universe. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Yeah, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to scare people, but they got something else, <laughs> right? They call it... um. Beam forming. Me and Ramon talked about this in the show. And beam forming is what they could do with the 5G box, where they could send a signal directly to one person, right? And once this, see, the 5G is really going to be for the augmented reality, right? They don't need it for the cell phone. They need it for that. Um, 
that low latency signal. They need it for that signal that you can't lose. You know, for robots, which is automation, you're going to need it for your um, automated reality, and you're going to need it for artificial intelligence once they go full scale with that. So the 5G is a signal to your glasses. You could be seeing something, and the person next to you is seeing something totally different. You know, so back to threading the needle, they could thread the signal straight to who they want to thread it to. You know what I'm saying? With the beam formula, we could look that up, beam forming from the 5G boxes. So uh, that's real important. And they could also, through beam forming, send the signal because the, being that the 5G signal is in the, the biosphere of frequencies, they could make my stomach hurt. They could make my head hurt. You know, they could make me stop dead in my tracks. I can't even move, you know what I'm saying? With the beam form. Because uh, 5G works in the same, the same frequency as oxygen and the same frequency as melanin. Who but has isn't that why? Hey, mode. hey, Brother Todd, I got a question. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, because what he's saying about the 5G is this is why July 1st they came out with uh, the 5G C band, because the bandwidth has to be, that's what he's talking about, that, that, that steady flow of bandwidth. And that's what they're looking at. How do they get that into areas where they're creating smart cities and being able to have all of that net, all of those fibers Somebody connected in that bandwidth? He's driving. He's driving, he's driving and he's got a speaker on. Oh, oh I'm sorry. okay. Go ahead, bro. Who had a, who had a question or something? Oh, I, I just wanted to say. Um, so when I I guess, quote-unquote, caught the Omnicron or whatever that was when that came out at that time. Um, I was on the sub. Perfectly fine. When I got off the subway, that's when I felt the flu-like symptoms in on it. And to this day, I think they laser beam something on that train line like they had to because I was perfectly fine. Like, perfectly fine. And then that's when those symptoms hit and... All that stuff. Yeah, they've done experiments. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning of COVID. Before they even shut stuff down, right? On that show, I did a bunch of shows. I did uh, 5G flu. I did uh, Corona field. Now, see, what you saw in China is what you're talking about, right? When this first started, coronavirus. You saw people in China laid out in the street, right? I mean, they was on the train just dead. You know what I'm saying? Just gone. Like, what the fuck they got? You know what I'm saying? Now, if you if you look at Wuhan, the city of Wuhan is a smart city. This is a already a 15-minute city. Okay? This is um, in, in um, the Wuhan area, right? is actually where the actual Wu-Tang Clan came from, actually, the real Wu-Tang Clan, not the rap group, but the Wuhan um, um, lab and all that stuff is there, right? So what you what Wuhan had was 22,000 um, 5G towers in that one city. 
22,000. I think in all of New York, there's like 1,000. In Los Angeles, it's like, I think something like 1,500. Like, they have 22,000 in one city. So if you Google Corona field, not coronavirus, Corona field, electricity, this is what happens when you, they lived in a Corona field. They fried those people, man. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be sick living in that, that environment. You can't, your human body can't sustain in that environment. You know what I'm saying? So if you look now, they don't they don't reduce it to eight thousand in Wuhan instead of twenty two thousand. That's what killed those people over there. It wasn't the coronavirus. I did a whole show. I think it was Corona about the Corona field. And if you ever you talk about the subway, and I don't know how y'all was running Philly, but in New York, right? If it's especially if it's raining outside, the overhead, the elevated tracks, when it hits the that that box, you see that spark. Every time that blue spark, whoop, you know what I'm saying? Every every, yeah, every car it. that hits that spot, that's that's a corona field. Right at that moment where that spark goes, that's called the corona field. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think that that they did with the 5G over there in China. They were experimenting, and they said they realized it's too much. You know what I'm saying? Because if you remember, man, that city was so advanced, they built a whole hospital in like 24 hours. But remember when they had this big thing about these 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 power lines and they had all of these buildings, subdivisions and places under these power lines and all these people were getting cancers and different things was happening. Yeah, little it's kids because and that's and what stuff. you yeah. create. That's that's what you create in those power well, we're not meant to be in that kind of power field. And this is the exactly. part that they did. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the thing that they found out about the the uh, the 1918 flu. They called it flu. But that's when they turned on the electricity. And when they turned that electricity on and people living in that frequency that their bodies had never been in, that created a reaction in the human body. Just like you said right. over there in Wuhan. And so any time that you change the frequency, just like you said, melanin and oxygen is the same 60 megahertz or hertz that, 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 that 5G is. And, and receptivity, we're stronger to pick up those frequencies more so than, than bouncing off of white people. Yeah, so in, a, in that field that they were in in China, they couldn't breathe. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't breathe. It took all the oxygen out the air. It was too much. You know what I'm saying? And that they were just suffocating the death. Walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? It was totally different than what we saw here. I saw people walking around like nothing happened. You know, but over there it was right. like, whoa, at first, at first. And and, and then they started taking right. the towers down. And yeah. And you speak in truth because if y'all remember, they was falling down convulsing. So you could, like, now I know that that's a frequency for real because they was literally fell down, convulsing. They'll be in the market. The one lady, she fell over all the apples and start having a seizure. And we like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This ain't nothing like this flu 
type of symptoms that they talking about we supposed to be getting. The Chinese people getting something else. They had some different. Right. Yeah, that they were in a corona field. That was like right. at the what, show. And what that, the show I talked about. Uh, hold on, before I'm, the show I talked right. about the 18th. The um when they put the electrical grid up, how that created the Spanish flu, and it's coming back to me now. But all that's in that show, man. Uh, correlating that to they turned the 5G on in China. Now they all got coronavirus from being in a corona field. It was like a metaphor for what they were in. They 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 were actually in a corona field, man. That's why they was calling it coronavirus. And mm. you're correct in it. And what happens with it when that frequency is turned on, it takes the moisture out of the oxygen. And that's why it's harder for you to breathe. And this is why they they were trying to get, you know, people saying put on the mask and put on that. is because the, the breathing, the thing about breathing in, you're, you're straining trying to get moisture and oxygen into your lungs because the oxygen you bring is not moist. It's, it's, it's the radiation has evaporated the oxygen, the moisture and the oxygen. That's why people had to be put on respirators and they had the, the, the breathing problems is because this is what it does in taking the moisture out of the air. It's like, you 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 put a person in a vacuum. So it took the it took the the water out of the oxygen because oxygen yeah, it takes, got the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. the radiation from it is that it it, eva- it evaporates the oxygen. There's a balance that happens. You know, we have shields that create and takes it from the sun. It's like trying to live in a desert. Yeah, when when you're in the frequency. 5G field, it makes right. the oxygen molecule spin the opposite direction that it's supposed to spin. So it does right. has the reverse effect. Yeah, you can watch, like, they can turn it off. As soon as they put the 5G tower on and they go through the thing, the oxygen starts spinning the opposite way. And just think, your yep. melanin is tapped into that same frequency. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, yeah, that that right there was different than what we saw here was a bunch of empty hospitals with some dummies on beds that they was telling us was real people and all that, none of that, I'm in New York, I'm like, where are all the dead people at? You know what I'm saying? They they closed, they shut down right there. See, this is how they do it in New York because you got one place where they bury all the poor people. They call it Potter's Field. It's on Hart Island. We got that too. Uh, yeah, so they call it Potter's Field. It's an island, right? So it's right right across from it is another island called Rikers Island. So prisoners who have good behavior records, they allow them to dig the graves. They're about to go home. So, you know, they get to stay out there all day and just do their little work and bug out and chill. And, you know, they, they, you know, they just let them be. But when they shut the hospital down because of coronavirus, now the prisoners can't go dig the graves, right? So then they pile all the bodies up saying, oh, my God, you know how many people die in New York every day? Like, like that, y'all just took the regular people that would die and piled it up. And now you're not burying them, so it looks like, oh, all those dead bodies. But if you just open the prison up and let them dig the graves, those it would have been like nothing happened. So they... 
That was mm-hmm. a trick they used. Because if, you know, you got hundreds of people that die every day. By the end of the week, you got about a thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you, you add that for four weeks, they close the prison down. You got four or 5,000 bodies. And you say, oh, these are all dead from coronavirus. No, that's all the dead people, period. You know, right. and in Potter's Field in New York, they bury everyone from um, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Certain parts of Pennsylvania. I don't know if they go as far south as Philly, but they all get put into that field. You know what I'm saying? So some of them do. Some of them do. Potter's yeah, you know, Potter's Field is known up here. Everybody got you. You know that's your final resting piece. If you ain't got money to bury yourself or have a cremation or something, you know, you're just gonna end up there. You know what I mean? So they, if you close the prison down. Then the bodies, of course, they're going to pile up because those are the people that bury the bodies. You know, so it was just like the way they did it, they closed the prison down for almost two years. Imagine how many bodies was piled up. They had to start putting them in refrigerated trucks outside the hospital, and they telling us all those bodies is from COVID. But right. we know that, wait up, if they're not digging the graves that pot is filled, then where all those bodies go? That's all those bodies, see? So they was they was being real slick, man. Yeah. Yeah, but they and couldn't so, even let people bury their people, their family members. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too. Um, so a lot of people that was in prison, you know, during the whole 2020, 2021, um, you know, you couldn't use the phone unless you was vaccinated. You couldn't have no visitors unless you was vaccinated. You couldn't do a lot of stuff. You couldn't go to the commissary unless you was vaccinated. This is what I'm hearing from a lot of people. So could they have given them mm-hmm. a certain batch and then turned this 5G up once they let them off? And this is what we're seeing directly on the streets. Um, but what yesterday, um, yesterday I was over a friend of the family's house and you know, we all on the step, two blocks around the corner from that. Um, Gilly the kid, the rapper, his son died around there. He got shot. Yeah. It's three clusters of 5G towers within feet of each other. Like, feet of each other. Like, I would say probably a thousand feet this way. On top of that factory, it's like, um, they got them on the side at the top of that little dome thing. Then they got it, the pole. It's a pole. It's a cluster of them up there. Then when you look the other way near this high school, it's a cluster of them up there. So I'm at the strong conclusion now that, and especially after this show and other shows, like, these people are being controlled. A lot of people are being controlled, and a lot of people aren't who we think they are anymore. So right. they call Tyrone, right? That, they they could do that with the yep. 5G towers, you know? And, and just make people irritable because they in your biosphere, man. They could give everybody a headache at the same time. And now I got a headache and this nigga get it on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? Now you triggered, you know what I'm saying? Just like that, they could do that, man, with the beam forming from the fire. Look up beam forming. You know what I'm saying? But, but what we're looking at 
in those two years that we were on lockdown or, or had to be, you know, put on lock, did you notice that all you saw out was mostly technicians putting 5G towers and putting uh, fiber optics in schools and different buildings and offices because they had to get all of it in place to be when this lockdown was over so they could have it in place to turn it on and see how everybody was going to react to it. Because the scare mm-hmm. was is that if we if we try to turn this on while they the people around, we're going to have the same reaction what China did. So what they had to do was to shut everybody in and then get everything set up, turn it on, and slowly watch how people can, can come out because six feet of separation, okay, you got to wear a mask, you got to wash your hands, but they had to get you into a regiment to say, okay, let's see how they're going to react once we turn this, turn the frequency up, and we'll see how many people start reacting to the frequency change when we let them back out. Exactly. Now, if you remember Trump, he been China's 5G from the United States, Huawei. He tried to say because they got a backdoor communication that could send it back through. If you go through the the Wi-Fi, I mean, not Wi-Fi, excuse me, the 5G was created by people here, right? The first 5G is, it looks like a satellite on top of your house, a big satellite on top of your house. That frequency, that 801.22B frequency, that's that's that we call 5G today. Now, if you take that on 5G frequency and you put all those boxes up all around, right, you also can um, reverse the, reverse the, um, man, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, But the, the 5G that we have today, those towers, the, the technology comes from here, goes to China. China takes it, and they ramp it up. They, they, you know, when they get something, they're going to spruce it up a little bit. They're going to, you know what I'm saying, make it a little bit, you know, you could say a little better. They started doing stuff they weren't supposed to do. They started putting more of the, the broadband things in it that they weren't supposed to. That's why theirs is working so much better, but theirs is also creating much more much more health problems and stuff for people. So that's why he said we can't have China's here. Huawei, you know, he wanted Ericsson. He wanted Nokia. He didn't want China's here because he could already see, yo, this is a health hazard. You know what I'm saying? The way that they put theirs together is, is, isn't done like by the standards. Let's just say we got a, a body of people, the FDA or FCC or whatever, that would look at it and say, you can't put that out. China don't got nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? They just putting it out. So um, the the board, the 5G boxes that were being from China that they have are much better than the ones we have. However, they're also unhealthy. The, the problem with COVID, being that China put them up everywhere and we're competing with China, they needed to put them up too. I mean, it, it, it was no doubt about it. If, you, if you're going to do business and we're all competing, all these countries, I'm saying we, the United States is competing to do business with China, which means that they got to have infrastructure and stuff on par with China. 
So if they don't have the 5G up, then they can't compete with China. So they had to put it up. I mean, honestly, you know, they, they should have put it up earlier than they did. If, you know, that China has the lead in it simply because they put it out there first. But the U.S. should. It's U.S. technology. They just, you know, what about let China work it. Right. So what about if they put in the bad Chinese 5G towers in the black neighborhood? Nah, they put in these bullshit. Is it like regulation? Is it regulation across the board? Like they checking all of them or? You could only get a Huawei tower. You could could buy your own personal uh, 5G tower, right? Let's just say you own a property and you want to be 5G ready. You could buy a Huawei tower yourself, but none of the, um, the major phone companies, it's all a play on money. So they're going to get the business to their own people. You know what I'm saying? Sony Ericsson and, and Nokia. And um, it's another company that's, they all come from over there in um, Sweden and Norway and stuff. Those are the people that they're okay. going with. And, and, of course, Samsung. You know, they got a lot of Samsung stuff, but they are not going to put Huawei because it's business. Either you got U.S. Right. 5G or you got um, Chinese 5G. If you look at the 2025 G Act that Trump signed, he said anybody with Chinese 5G, is, um, we're not sharing any military information with anymore. It's in that, in that bill. So right after that bill, you saw Germany, France, Britain, all of them send China stuff right back to China and fall in line. You know what I'm saying? It's business. Right. You know, if you got so, kids, you can't do business with us. That's what they say. Right. right. So, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just sharing because what they found out is, is what China is creating, like, like Tutmos is saying, it's a health hazard. Yeah, you can have that, that convenience and have all of that, that Internet flowing like you, but it's, it's going to kill the people. And it's going to hurt more people that it's going to do more harm than good. It's not productive. And so what they had to do is find a way to, to put it out there. This is why you have to, if you look on your phones and you look on anything that you buy electronically, smart, whatever, it all tells you there's a hazard to it. But they have it to where the FCC say it's safe enough. Yeah, it's going to cause a little harm if you constantly, constantly using it. But if you use it in moderation, it won't hurt you as bad. But it's going to hurt you. And this is what we're saying. It's going to hurt us in the long run as to what type of next two generations are going to come out because you have a woman sitting with her laptop on her lap and pregnant. All of that transmission is going into that child in the feet in her womb. Well, and even if she's not pregnant, if you got it on your lap, it's going into your organs. Right. And so that's why you have men with, with low sperm count is because whether most men carry their phone on their on their hip right, or in their pocket right there by their private. And so if that frequency is transmitting into your body, that rate is going into your body. That's why even at night people come up, they can't sleep good. Is because they put the phone by the bed and the phone is constantly picking up and receiving 
and it's messing with your circadian rhythms. Now check this out, right? I had this I had this job and it required me to wear a Blackberry on my hip. They gave us you know, a belt clip, a Blackberry. You had to walk around with it, do whatever we did. We had to communicate through the Blackberry and, you know, take pictures, send them that we completed it, whatever, around the office, right? So that it would go off all the time. They always asking you to do something. So I would come home, and I, my hip would be ringing a whole like. But even after I, I I got another job, it took probably two months for that feeling, that sensation of that. All of a sudden, it's buzzing on my hip, even though I haven't had the phone on for two months. That sensation of the buzzing, you know, having that that close to my hip. I guess you know what I'm saying that. You know, when a phone, it, it doesn't ring, it just buzzes. It, it, that vibration, I kept feeling it, even with the phone off. And, you know, so I, I totally feel like what you're saying is true, man. And um, how it messes up your, like, even my kids, they sleep with the computer on, the light on. I'll be like, how do they do? I go in the room and turn everything off. I'm like, how did they fall asleep like this? You know what I'm saying? I, I like to sleep in darkness. But um, that's how they, the today's children, like I keep saying, this stuff isn't for us. These children are artificial today. They never ate real food. They never, you know what I'm saying? They they had this, this, they live in a wholly different world. They even took away the rights of parents and stuff. Like certain things you, that's just not acceptable that was when I was young, like an ass whipping and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like these artificial children, these aren't the, the, the real kids, like, we're not talking to the kids that grew up and went outside and played hide and seek and played tag. They ain't never do that. This is a total different, you know what I'm saying? They live online. And the only thing they might go outside to do is to harm someone that offended them online. You know, so they beefs ain't even like in-person beefs. You know, they beefs is some dude that they, they, they just know what school he go to. You know, and they going to look right. for him. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same that ever that we grew up in, we went outside, we knew everybody, we fought all our friends. We knew who was the, the best fighter out the bunch, who was the fastest, who was the... We knew all of that when we went outside. We played football and basketball and, you know, tag and hot peas and butter and manhunt and all these other games, you know, to, to test each other's manhunt. They don't... They didn't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even the girls outside jumping double dutch, um, doing their chairs, you know, um, all that stuff, that's, it's gone. It don't exist no more, you know. So we're dealing with an artificial construct of children where this stuff right. here that I'm showing is going to be accepted. It's not going to be any fight from them. They, they, you know what I'm saying, that anything that you put before them that, that, that entails them to sit down and do it and just push some buttons and see lights, they with it. You know what I'm saying? They they don't really see the the, the bad side of it, you know. And but even the babies of that's our being born, even even the mm-hmm. babies that's being born now, they have a different look about them than the babies that were born year a few years back. But that's the part of what the the environment in which conception starts is an environment of artificial frequency. 
this is the part that, that this this has to be looked at. And this is why they, they have, the, I always talk about this one, nature deficit disorder. People are disconnected from nature. Because when you bring people, I bring people out here, when I had some people out here last Tuesday, and the first thing they did is uh, what, we can't get a signal. It ain't supposed to get a signal. You're not coming out here to communicate. You're coming out here to be in nature. Well, and this, this was the thing. Yeah, the flip side of that. What's your Wi-Fi? No, I'm just saying the flip side of what you're saying, right, before you go too far ahead, right, they're in an artificial frequency even at in the belly, right? At the right. same time, they're getting more information through the belly because their mother's sitting there scrolling through a phone, right, and getting all this information downloaded, TikTok video, how to do this, how to do that, you know, just spend hours doing that, getting all this needless information. Those kids are overwhelmed with that information, right, because they said, when I was young, right, well, when my kids were in the stomach, we would put the music on, put the headphones on the stomach so they could hear the music. So they get the information from the mother, right? They, so they right. get in that they get in that artificial environment, but they also get in a lot more information than I got, right? My mother didn't have no internet in her head to get information the whole time when she was was bored, you know, just pull out a phone and start scrolling and you know, reading articles, and, you know, when we just sit down and just do our thing on the phone, we get a lot of information, whether you know it or not. You know, I don't, I sit down and watch sometimes YouTube shorts for hours. I don't learn how they made bowls, learn how they made plates. <laughs> you know, I don't learn all kinds of stuff, right? But, I, you know, so those kids in the womb, they're getting all that information, too. That's why they're coming out. They come out a lot smarter than we were, too. I'm surprised the kids don't just come out walking there. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are. Some of them are moving. I know. I was about to say, some are walking <laughs> earlier yeah. than they're supposed to. Yes. Yeah. But what Philly yeah, was so saying, my- and, and there's something that, you know, he was talking about sitting on the stoops, you know, and that's something that people, you tell a kid, go go play. What he gonna do? Pick up his phone, or he gonna pick up an iPad, and that's where he plays at. That's his world. What like Tutmo saying? They don't go outside and play. It's is 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 inside of that 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 device is where their world is, and that's where they play at. What I do notice though, all the kids in the hood, and we talking about the trenches, the ones who gotta ask their mom for their mother's phone or got to ask somebody older for technology, and they might be using it, they might be saying no. What I notice is those kids still play how we regularly used to play back in the day. Of course, yeah. Man, I took away so my kids' phones. that's kind of like a blessing. They pulled out board games. They hit a I said, oh, shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, next thing you know, I'm playing Trouble and Monopoly and Rice, and we having a good time, you know what I'm saying? They, those games mm-hmm. been in the closet since I bought them, you know, they had to rip the plastic off, you know, so yeah, they will do that, but um, you're right, keep going, bro. Um, and also, so maybe it's also, a, a blizzard. Well, I'm sorry, Sister Beth. No, I was just saying, and also, uh, animals help, because my family got me a puppy to get me out the house. And now I'm out more now because I got this puppy. 
<laughs> well, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, kids knowing stuff. So, I got a nephew. He is he eleven months now. Um, he was doing something on my bed, and I was like, I was telling him to stop, and I was like banging on the bed. And I'm telling him to stop. He stopped what he was doing, turned around, looked at me reached his hand out and grabbed my hair, like, as if to say, like, don't tell me stop, like, <laughs> but it was crazy, and everybody was looking like, yo, what, like, do he know what he's doing, like, <laughs> like, is this a little psychopath in the making hair, should we be scared, or are they smarter, or should we be they scared? Smarter. Like, smarter. They don't got information, but most kids, common sense. Well, used to be kids had creativity. They could sit, kids would sit down and create things and, and, and create toys and, and their own artistic talents would come and create something. Kids nowadays are stuck on the phone. They, they, you take a phone away from a child or a young person, it's like taking the drug away from an addict. Right. They, go, they almost go into withdrawals. They do. Yeah, my wife was watching this show. I think it's called Love After Lockup. So, like, these, these people that fall in love with people in prison and, you know, now they're getting out, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, the lady had mm-hmm. a daughter, teenage daughter, and, you know, she was saying, oh, you know, her, her, her man's coming home, and how do you feel about it? And the daughter was like, I ain't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So the mother got mad. She said, give me your phone. So everything was cool. She kind of looked like, you serious? She's like, yeah, give me your phone. So she got up and knocked over everything and walked in her room. I said, see, that's the effect of it now. Like, you can't, you got to you gotta accept that reaction now from the children. I know we don't want you. Phone is that much a part of their, their life that you take that away from them, they're going to react in a real you know, I'm trying to think of something you could have took away from me that would have, you know, had me react like that when I was young. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, I, you know, like, you know, I was always on punishment. So, you know, television, and I can't go outside, and you know what I'm saying? But, you know, then you take away the phone, that that gets a reaction from even my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are you crazy? They, I mean, they, 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 they willing to, they willing to show their ass for that phone, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I've hear, noticed that. Did you hear about the one in Florida? And they had one here in Atlanta. The mother killed the son because it took the uh, chip out of her phone and wouldn't give her the chip out of, you know, the the little chip that you use for the phone. He had stolen her chip, and she got pissed with him and pulled the gun. She killed her son. A boy Ooh, how old in was she? Florida, mother how old was took she? his. She was a young. The sister, I think, the boy was maybe ten or twelve, and so she had to be in a in, in late twenties. Yeah, that's about and, the age. Yeah. Yeah. She and never knew life one, without it. Yeah, but the other one was is that the 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 Xbox, the young boy in Florida. Mother took it because he did something bad in school and they called. So she took his Xbox. You know, she he took her key 
went in there, opened up her gun box, took it out and came in and shot her in the head. And yeah, I remember that. Back. Yeah. He got his Xbox back shows, to play one more game before the cops got you. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, listen, man, I've, I've, I've gone through it, you know what I'm saying, personally. And, and I've, I've, I've probably reacted in ways I probably should have, you know, because I'm an old school type of person. But I, I've learned <laughs> to see okay, this is really, really important to this person. Like, they willing to go there for it. You know, they willing to, they willing for me to go to jail for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, um, I had to come with a little bit different ways and approaches right. on how I dealt right. with that whole situation. Other things that, you know, you know what I'm saying? But I just realized that um, they, they've, I, like, I've lived it. You know what I'm saying? I've lived it, you know, and um, to the point now where, you know, to the point where uh, they went and bought their own stuff so I couldn't take it. I bought it myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type of stuff, you know, like, I could still take it, but, you know, like, it's like, is it, you know what I'm saying? You got to finesse it, man. It's a tough situation for parents these days. And my kids is in college, you know, my, my one graduated, the other two were in college. So, you know, I could imagine a kid today, like my kids' kids, when they have them or if they have them, bro, that's going to be difficult. You know, that's going to be really difficult, man. That's going to be hard to navigate, man, because I had a real hard time um, through going through school with um you know, in particular, my son with the, the electronic devices, that was, you know, backup ones, you take something, you thinking you did something, yo, he got a backup, like, yo, how you had a whole backup laptop under your, like, oh, shoot, like, I, I realized how deep it went, man. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they willing to hurt you for it. Like, um, I've lived it too. Um, this, to the point where you might got a 302. Like, it could get to that point. Well, it's, it's the point that, you know, mothers used to put the fear of God in the child's heart early. They don't do that today. So that child doesn't fear that parent. It looks at it as like, you, you my provider, but I ain't got to do what you say. And then you get the system to tell you, like my niece came home from school one day and told my sister, and my, she told her, well, you go in your room and do it. She said, I ain't doing nothing. And you can't hit me because if you hit me, I'm going to dial 911 and have you arrested. She said, you're going to dial 911 because they're going to have to send a more, I mean, the, the, the ambulance to take you to the more because I'm going to kill you before they get here. And see, that's the part that we, we, we people have turned around and, and we make children our friends, not being their parents. Yeah. We give and them. That's not the, that's not today's mothers, boy. These, these chicks is booty with they now, brother. But, uh, them, no, I'm talking, they worse than that, man. You little motherfucker. Oh, they go in when they look. I'd be like, damn, she talking to them like that. Oh, yeah. They can't I hit them, though. Bad, like, oh, damn, but I'm talking like about. That. 
in a household out me and the mother here it, we it, it, it i dealt with it you know what i'm saying like I don't care if you a man. I don't care if you, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what you can do to me. You know, that it got to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll die for that. You know, like that type of mentality, you know? Like, you know, I've I seen it growing up. Somebody say, Yo, I'll die for this block. Like, they need it. Like, you really going to die for this shit? We don't own nothing around here, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that type of, you know, you'll crash out for this, man. Like, you know, so I, I've seen it. And with with the father, like, not even a mother, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for everything else, it's fair. But you take that, it's no fear. You know what I'm saying? No fear at all. It's, I'll go all the way with it. Sound like crackhead to me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's it's, what it is. That's when I started studying this, like, really studying it. Like, yo, this is an addiction. Like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And, and with mines, it started with that. Um, It was something I didn't even get. Like, it wasn't no video game, like I, PlayStation, whatever. Well, that's, that ain't even matter. It was some shit called Minecraft. It was like, mm-hmm. and then it went to something else, you know what I'm saying? And then it went to something that was real, you know, but that Minecraft one, that was like, whoa. <laughs> and and you gotta pay like how is he getting money for this shit like you know check the my account I got my own money here like you know what I'm saying like yeah man this was like whoa and it was everyone in his class it wasn't it wasn't just him you know yeah that was Minecraft, big one. see with Minecraft and Roblox though. They create their own world. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? The Roblox. They create their own metaverse. So, you know, my little niece and nephew, the cousin, they're asking, like, hey, can you uh, give me a couple of dollars for Roblox bucks? Like, Roblox bucks? Wait, wait, wait. They be like, yeah, I'm trying to get my character outfit. Like, I, like it gets that deep. Like, you can, they can get Gucci for Like, yo, it's crazy. Like it's yeah, the Gucci, yeah. Like yo, I got Gucci logo. It's crazy. Like, what? And then I look at it. Yo, they have a little box. Be crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, avatar is out of control. Well, we have went over and uh, good conversation, good information. Looking forward to next week. Next week, we love. We have we going wrong? How can we get it right? And uh, love you, Beth. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kwame. Thanks for everyone for calling in, brother Philly. Um, other brother called in, and um, yeah, let's uh, and uh, brother Brad too. And uh, love y'all. Thank y'all. All right. All right. Thank us. Thank everyone. Thank you. Thank us. Okay. Yes. Be back tomorrow. It's been a long time, I shouldn't have left you Without a strong rhyme to step to Think of how many weeks you just slept through Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you Thinking of this, you keep repeating your myth The rhyme from the microphone solo with So you stick by the radio and on the dial soon As you hear it, pump up the volume Dance with the speaker till you hear it blow Then plug in a headphone, cause here we go It's a full letter 
word when it's heard to control your body to dance. So, dot text the tempo like a red alert. Reach it to reflex and let it work. When this is playing, you can't get stuck with the depth. So good say, and I'ma still come up with a gift to be swift. Follow the leader, the rhyme ago. Death with the record that was made a long time ago. It could be done, but only I could do it. For those that could dance and clap your hands to it. I start to think, and then I sink into the paper like I was in. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the line. I gape when I finish the rhyme. I got soul, soul, soul. Like this might tempt me to pull show my rings in my fat gold chain. Grab the mic like I'm on go train, but I wait. Cause I master this. Let the others go first so the brothers don't miss. Eric B breaks the stick. Rock him will begin when you make the mix. I'll experiment like a scientist. You wanna rhyme? You gotta sign my list. Cause I'm a manifest and bless the mic I'll hold. You wanna next? Then you gotta have soul. Cause if you ain't got it, I'ma make an encore. Take the mic, make the people respond for the R. Cause that's the way it'll have to be. If you wanna get on after me, think about it. Wait, erase your rhyme. Forget it. And don't waste your time. Cause I'll be in the crowd if you ain't controlling it. Drop the mic, you shouldn't be holding it. This is how it should be done. This style is identical to none. Some try to make it sound like this, but you're getting me. So upset that I'm wet cause you're sweating me. I drip steam like a microphone theme. Eager to MC is my theme. I get hype when I hear a drum roll. Rock him is on the mic. And you know I got soul. Him get stronger as I get older. Constant elevation, cause expansion. I write my rhymes while I'm cool in my mansion. They put it on tape and in the city I test it. Then on the radio, the R's requested. You listen to it, the concept might break you. Cause almost anyone can relate to. Whoever's out of hand, I'ma give them handles. Light them up, blow them out like candles. Or should I just let them out to give them a hand so they can see I felt? I'm not bold just cause I rock gold. Rock cameras on the mic. You know I got so, 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 so. You got, you got, you got it. You got, you got, you got it.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.